and welcome back to the Tough Love Terry podcast. I'm very excited for today's episode because we are still going strong on the self-portrait theme. But today I'm interviewing one of my favorite humans uh, who I've yet to meet in person. And that is Miss Cheyenne Gill. And she is not only glorious, but one of the first photographers that I really connected with because of their approach to boudoir photography and taking photos of the female form in the way that they did in such a unapologetic way. Uh, And yeah, I just, I've always looked up to her and she is amazing and fantastic. And I really hope you enjoy this conversation we had together. All right, everyone, say hello to Miss Cheyenne. So introduce yourself for us. What cool. do you do? Uh, what, what are you famous for? <laughs> it's really funny as I have not done this in so long. Um, well, I'm Cheyenne Gill. I am a boudoir photographer based here in Philadelphia. And I guess I'm famous for, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, photographing folks in marginalized bodies and photographing myself and um, and also sharing all of my stuff when stuff is happening. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think um, I think how I first found out about you was definitely through the like idea of marginalized, like showing marginalized bodies or bodies that looked like mine uh, was kind of how I stumbled upon your work years and years ago. And uh, it's, and you're still doing that, which is amazing because oh. it's like impactful work that more and more people need to be doing, I think. Yes, yes. Um, but you were kind of one of the, the ones at the forefront of the movement. So oh. I think that's really cool. Uh, thank you for saying that. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So for today's interview, I want to talk less about what you do for other people and more about what you do for yourself in terms of uh, self-portraiture and why, like what got you into doing self-portraits, first of all, let's start there. Like when was the first time you were like, I'm going to take a picture of myself? Um, Well, it's kind of funny. So I, before photo, I was always drawing. And so I I drew myself a lot, but it was definitely coming from a lens of hating myself. And then when I started my business, I fell in love with boudoir photography and um, my mom and I were kind of chatting and I was like, oh, you know, it's all like, it's very geared towards men and it's all like G-strings and like high heels. And now I know like those things are wonderful too, but at that time I was like, oh, that's just for men. Anyway, my mom said, you know, do make it your own and do what you want to do um and then she was my first boudoir session five minutes later she was in her underwear and I was photographing her uh which is awesome and that was the moment I was like okay this is what I want to do and I was like 21 years old (laughs) um I was still very much struggling with body image and you know dieting and all of that stuff wanting to be smaller had severe body dysmorphia all of that um and what ended up happening was I was photographing these people and most of them were young like me and did not want their photo on the internet. So it started out as, oh my God, I need to show, I need marketing material. I'm going to take pictures of myself. And what ended up happening is I have goosebumps right now because I actually haven't thought about this in a long time, but um, I, at that time did not have a tripod, did not have a remote. 
I literally like set books up on my tall bureau, put my camera there. Uh, across the room, I put a tall stool with my stuffed animal on it so I could focus on that. And then I went back, hit the timer and ran across the room and threw everything down and gotten in a pose that I you know, quickly was trying to do. And it was the first shot that I took that I looked at the back of the camera and I started, I burst into tears because I had never like, you know, what I was doing was trying to get photos for marketing materials. I was not thinking about anything else. And I, when I saw that photo, I saw how beautiful I was literally for the first time in my life after like, you know, that gave me goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, and you know, as someone who constantly is seeing the beauty in other people, like my mom struggled, you know, I mean, every person, every person, not just the women in my family had severe body image issues. Everyone's dieting. Everyone's telling me what to eat and not to eat. And, um, I have a lot of fat people in my family and, you know, my whole life, I never thought there was anything wrong with them until people started telling me, do you want to look like so-and-so stop eating X, Y, Z, you know? Um, and I saw like, look at my mom and I'm like, you are the most beautiful person I've ever seen. My, you know, my aunts who are squishy and I love to lay on them, like that kind of stuff. Um, and that translated, of course, like as I got older and, um, you know, was in high school, like I thought everyone was so beautiful, but I could never view myself that way at all. Um, so anyway, I, the artwork that I made before I was doing photos of myself was all very dark. And again, like coming from a place of hating my body and hating my, myself too. Um, journals and journals and journals full of like, like literally so many journals full of negative self-talk and hate, like telling myself how disgusting I am, all of these things. Um, so that photo is like, I think I have it on my desktop here, like a really shitty, <laughs> like pixelated version. Yeah. Like the 12 <laughs> megapixel camera. Yeah. That used to use. Yeah. Um, and it was like, bright, And I'm smiling and like, it just like, clicked something in me where I was like oh wow this is a really powerful thing um I knew that it was powerful for other people because I photographed other people and it was powerful for them but I never thought to do it for myself um so that's kind of how I stumbled upon it and then um you know I kept photographing myself and what I realized is that I always thought I was beautiful I just thought that other people didn't see that I was beautiful. And so, um, yeah, from like do, photographing myself a few times, I realized that like, why don't other people think I'm beautiful? Um, because I am really beautiful. And I, I, I realize now that I've always felt that way. And all of this hate is coming from the fact that, you know, people are always telling me, yeah, exactly. So anyway, um, that's how it started. And from there, I was like, immediately like, oh my God, I love this. And I love the way I, I am. And I just want to photograph myself all the time. <laughs> so I love that. So that was how many years ago was that first, uh, you said when you were 20, I'm not sure. How old yeah, you were. it was almost 11 years ago. Yeah. All right. So 11 years ago, that's a long, like quite a long time. So what has changed in your self-portrait practice between then uh, and like wanting to just like, 
you know, just be with yourself all the time. Because that's to me kind of what it is. It's like, yeah, the photos are great and I want to keep that. But it also is that time spent with the self that I think is actually where the magic happens. And then the photos are just, you know, you're like, oh yeah, this is when I was by myself, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, (laughs) and I have a memento to show that. Um, And has anything changed or was there ever a brief period? Like, obviously you recently just had a kid. And so obviously it's a bit more difficult to find time for yourself. But before that, was there a time where you stopped taking self-portraits for any reason? Um, <clears throat> that's a good question. I think, no. Um, I mean, there would go a couple months where I just wasn't doing it. And, and, and I think there were definitely times where I was just doing it for marketing material and other times where I'm like, okay, this is a healing experience for me. So I think in that way, like, yes, I stopped doing it for myself. Um, sometimes, um, I mean, Terry, you know, the struggles I was going through with my business and just not knowing what I was doing and what I wanted. And, um, and sometimes that came with like having, like doing stuff that I felt like I was supposed to do or had to do in order to like keep things rolling. Right. So oftentimes there were times where I'm like, oh, I just have to like hop in my underwear and take a few pictures really quick. So I have something to share. Um, And then there were other times where I'm like, okay, this is for me, oftentimes when I have my period or if I'm feeling really terrible about myself um, or if I'm having a, a, a body image day that where I'm questioning, you know, where, where the patriarchy is like creeping in a little bit or whatever. Um, and then more recently, like, you know, uh, when I was pregnant, I did a few self-portraits um, and I wish I would have done some more. I think I was really tired, especially in the beginning. and. Um, had a lot of anxiety while I was pregnant and still was like, oh my God, I'm having a baby. I'm struggling with my business. I need to make money, but I don't want to do this. You know, all of those things. So, um, but now, you know, I'm, my husband, I separated about seven months ago. We have a small child. Luckily we are very close friends and all of it's great and whatever, um, and hard, but overall (laughs) good. Um, and now I'm in a place where I'm like ready to dive back into it and really feel good about myself, feel desired by myself. Um, I think over the summer after I had the baby, I, I did a lot of iPhone stuff. Um, and like, it was the first time I did more hot stuff where I was like, it was like more about sex for me than it was about like being naked, but ethereal, you know, (laughs) Uh, which was really fun. And something that's really new for me. Um, but anyway, I went way beyond your question of that's if I had okay. to pause. <laughs> no, that's, a, that's the point of questions, I think. It's really just to like prompt you to go and then trust that to where you're yes. going is where, where we're meant to be. Exactly. So that's why I like just like drop a question, see where we end up. It's Perfect. very informal. <laughs> and with my ADHD brain, we will go many different places. And that is beautiful. That's the thing is we end up yes. places we never knew we wanted to be. Exactly. Right. So that's awesome. So, um, yeah, I just recently, or I would say probably, was it kind of within the last month is when you really started to Mm -hmm. pick up doing yourself portraits again, and you're like kind of doing little tutorials on Instagram. I think, Mm -hmm. is it on TikTok first then on? No. Oh, it's just, I can't do like another thing. I'm like, Instagram is the thing. (laughs) 
I was like, I figured by like where I am age wise, not that I couldn't learn it, but I'm also like, I am now that old person that's like, what is this? Like, I have a TikTok software. Yeah, I have a TikTok and I'm like, I'm, I was on it and I'm just like, first of all, I hate that it's just like a stream of content. Like, I hate that. That is like yeah. a hell no to me. My ex is like, loves TikTok and is always sending me TikToks. I'm like, great. And they're funny, but I can't like be on the app. It's like a headache. Well, that was, yeah. And the creation of a TikTok for like 30 seconds, which I mean, a reel is essentially the same, but it's really hard to like, oh yeah. Stuff down. I'm like, I just want to talk for an hour. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's but why it's better. Yeah, but but the kind of uh, tutorials that you're showing uh, are really awesome for people, oh. I think. Um, and I think it seems like it's just like another medium for you to do the work that you really started doing for other people mm-hmm. before, but really now empowering them to do the work themselves to like, whereas before it's like, come into my studio, I'll do the things for you. It's like, no, I'm now going to give you the tools so that you can just do it on your own with a phone, with a camera, like whatever you have. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love that, like uh, the most recent one that I saw was where you like put it in your drawer, your like in your drawer. (laughs) And I was like, oh, it takes me back to the days. Yeah. Like where you literally just put your shit up on everything, anything that you could find outside rocks. Yep. You're like, I'm sure this is going to scratch my lens to hell, but I'm going <laughs> to, you know, give it a try. Um, out of all, because you have quite a few self-portraits out there, mm-hmm. out of all the ones that you have of yourself, is there one that you did that, aside from the first one, obviously, that's like a pivotal moment in your life. Um, but is there another one that you took of yourself that it kind of changed the way that you saw yourself since that first time? <sighs> Yeah. Um, I mean, I can think of a couple um, and they're all kind of in the time frame of me like struggling with my business, um, struggling with my like what I want to do with my life and trying to get pregnant. Um, you know, we tried for a long time. It was extremely intense. We were doing fertility treatments and there's one where it's actually me and Damien in the photo. And basically it was after, it was about a week and a half after our third IUI attempt. Um, And I thought that I was not pregnant. We were at my my old studio. And um, at that time, Damien was wanting to start a podcast. So I was photographing him and then he was photographing me and it was really fun. And And at the same time, we were having a really hard day where like my mood was like up and down and I was like, oh my God, I'm getting my period. And I was devastated that our third attempt didn't work. And anyway, we took, we like stopped what we were doing because we were kind of bickering and, um, and we were hungry and all of that. And we were like, you know, we just came here to have fun today. Like, let's just have fun. And then we took a photo together um where he's behind me and he's kind of holding my like squeezing my belly and stuff and then the next morning I had a positive pregnancy test so I was pregnant in that photo um Ah. and that explains like the mood swings (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so that photo is super special to me because that you know that I I really thought that I was not pregnant and I was really we were really devastated so yeah um so that one for sure and then um maybe it was even from that oh no and then there was another 
time where he was photographing me in front of a backdrop. Um, and, and admittedly, those were for my podcast uh, cover. That was like for my podcast cover, but those photos like really, I saw myself for the first time in a long time. Um, and that felt really great. And, um, and then these, these ones that I was just doing in that, you know, that snake lingerie from Thistle Inspire, even though I, um, I don't think any of them were like any profound, incredible photo that I'm like worshiping or anything. However, the, like, I think that is an example of, you know, having the moment and having fun with myself and like putting lipstick on for the first time in two years and whatever. Um, and just really having, I had fun. So, um, and that really, and, and during a time where like, you know, I am not with the person who I thought I was going to be with for the rest of my life. And, you know, I haven't had any like physical intimacy in a long time and I have not felt desired by other, another person or, or myself really. Um, and that was a moment where I did feel, feel those things. So. Um, yeah. And it definitely comes across in the photos for sure, where you're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just feeling it. Yeah. You <laughs> can definitely tell. I love when, I love when like actual emotion that's, but that's how, you know, um, obviously you could probably tell even with your self portraits is the same with mine. When I know I'm creating them for a marketing thing, it's like, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. and it's like, like yeah like super cheesy and then and then there are the times when it's like for myself and for me it's um it's less about when I'm feeling myself like well I'm asexual so that doesn't do it for me anyways but like but for me it's actually when I see photos of myself um the ones that mean the most to me are the ones where I have a hard time looking at them mm-hmm. and I still do something with them like I'll still post I'll be like ah out of all these this was the one that like gave yep, me yep, the yep. most but I'm still gonna share it because yep. that's exactly why I should do it <laughs> um and like having that kind of vulnerability where you sit with yourself through like during the because per- obviously when you're taking the picture you see the photos while you're taking them and it's very easy to see a photo that's unflattering uh-huh. um, of yourself and to just stop doing so, like stop, stop right. the session or whatever right. and be like, oh, this isn't working. I'm just not going to do it. Instead of being like, well, what does that mean? Like, mm-hmm. and spending that time in that with yourself. Um, do you find like, how do you handle that when you come across, like when you're taking yourself portraits and maybe it's just the angles a bit odd or you see your body in just a different way than you normally see it. And obviously the patriarch is like, Hey, Uh yeah, you should hate yourself because of that angle. Um, what do you do to keep yourself kind of in it, uh, in the self-portrait session? Yeah, um, I'm similar to you in that when I see something that I quote unquote, like that gives me a twang in my body, I, um, those are the ones that I'm like, this is it Cheyenne, you know, this is, this is the stuff, right? Like, I'm not always going to be like, (laughs) and recently I I shared a reel of me like getting up and getting down from poses, um, because I like, you know, I think it's really important to understand that I don't exist in these like super hot sexy poses in in space all the time every day like um it is one side of me and like uh yeah so those those photos that are quote unquote unflattering even though you and I don't use that word um yeah we're like we know like what it means (laughs) um 
but the reality is, is that, you know, the reality is that they are quote unquote unflattering because of what we're taught as we know. Um, and we want, you know, people talk about like getting the right angle and like all of that stuff. And like, that's why I shoot up at fat people. That's why I like, if my client is comfortable and they're in a fat body and they want to squeeze their belly and touch the belly, like I'm shooting that. Um, I have folks come to me saying I have a double chin. I want I want to photograph my double chin. Wonderful. You know, um, that, that you have to sit with it for a moment. I think that's all you can do. Um, and I, you know, I think you and I are probably really practiced in this now. Um, I, stopping isn't even on my mind, honestly. Um, like when you said that, I was like, oh, like, yeah, I guess people would stop. But I, 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 um, I don't stop. I don't stop. I, I look at the photo to make sure it's in focus, but I'm not examining the photo like hard at that moment. Um, and the, yeah, the photos that I don't use are when my eyes are half closed. <laughs> yeah, the ones that literally just, though, though that it, that being said that like when I was doing, going through my jumping phase and I shared, like, I shared like four or five of the jumps that were not yeah. timed appropriately. Right. Like, like it just caught me at the weirdest time. I'm like, I have to share this stuff. That's and, so true. And I always, and like, whenever I'm teaching a course or whatever, I include photos like that because of the same thing that you just said, like, you need to understand that when you're taking photos just like when we take photos of our clients not all of them are going to turn out so why oh. would we expect when we're taking some totally. that it would be any different but that's the thing that like um like a big hurdle for a lot of people to yeah, take that makes sense. photos is that they're like well I'm afraid that like my body's not good enough or whatever totally. I'm like, what are you afraid of seeing like take photos of that specifically so that oh, we yeah. get it out of your system <laughs> I think like that's um, and, you know, I, I say this with my clients too, who, of course, I mean, as you know, um, I think that it, I, I think that boudoir photography or, the, or uh, I mean, I hate calling it boudoir photography. I call it boudoir photography because of SEO purposes, literally. It's not yeah. like <laughs> empowerment photography. Totally. Um, but, you know, I think that some folks, um, when they know they're ready, then they're ready. And if they're not ready, I don't recommend that they do these photos. Um, yeah. because I think that like, um, you know, the way that I can, or you can sit with these really hard feelings. Um, I think it took a lot of years for us to get to this place. It took a lot. It took, it took me being in the industry. I have, I, had fucked up so many times in, in terms of like me being like, as long as you're healthy, it's fine. Like all of that, you know, all of the Bopo crap, I believed, I spoke about, I shared, like I, it took me a long time to be like, oh, actually like that people can just be, there doesn't need to be any like justification for it. There yeah. does, they don't need to prove anything. Um, and that's also around the time where I realized, oh, I'm not in a fat body. So I had severe body dysmorphia, um, believed that I was in a fat body, was absolutely not anywhere near being in a fat body and um, did not understand that for a very long time. Um, and, and anyway, it, it took a lot of years for me to get, I think even like five or six years ago, I was still not 
really in a great place. I still secretly wanted to be smaller and like gaining weight was really scary and all of that stuff. Um, and at the same time, like there were definitely times where I did not like the photo that I was sharing of myself, but I shared it because I knew that I had to kind of thing, even though I didn't feel ready actually to, but it was like, it was my duty kind of thing. Like a martyrdom kind of. Totally. Now I'm like, okay, I can acknowledge that like, this is a thing that I know I'm supposed to hate because the world tells me I'm supposed to hate it. Um, and then I can do this thing where I'm like, it becomes neutral for me like for me what helps me is not being neutral about my body and and taking it a step further and be and touching myself and being like this is squishy this is sweaty this is um you know soft and and I love it it's on my body like I Cheyenne have to do it that way um and I know for lots of folks, like just getting to a place where they can just be neutral is wonderful. Um, I personally, um, I mean, I'm so all or nothing. I have to like, like go, go. yeah, so, so that I can view it that way and my brain changes in that way. And, and um, not that I don't have any bad body image days. However, I have very few. Most of the time I'm very comfortable in my body. Um, most of the time I feel fine, like letting my belly go. And, and, you know, my boobs are all the way down to my belly button and all of these things. Like I feel great about that. Um, and, and that's because of the amount of work that I've done. That's because of the people that I follow on Instagram and who like, you know, if I need a reminder, it's there because I follow these kinds of folks in my feed. Um, and it takes a lot of years and it takes a really long time. And all that to say, my point being that, you know, maybe some people aren't ready to do this. Maybe they, when they want to stop, they need to stop because it's too painful. Um, and that's like, that makes sense. And it's totally fine because of the way we're freaking all of this shit is crammed down our throats from the moment we're born, especially folks who are, you know, who are assigned female at birth, who present as femme, all of that. Like we are the moment we're born. Like I was a really big baby and I was a fat baby and it was super cute until it wasn't anymore and everyone wanted me to be small so <laughs> yeah know? it's like oh you're six now that's that's enough of that exactly exactly, like, exactly. your prospects um, of finding a mate are going to like, exactly <laughs> and I am from I am half Colombian and my other half is Italian mostly Italian so it was like we had like food is the center of our universe in my family and we have so much food and no one's allowed to eat it. I'm like, like, no, <laughs> we'll have a party of like 10 people and there will be literally, I'm not kidding, enough food for 30 people. And people are side-eyeing me if I'm getting a second or third plate. And I'm like, you know what, everybody, like, fuck you all. I'm eating. And, and like, you know, now um, I do not care if people have something to say to me. I'll just say, you don't have to comment about my food. And I am like, they're embarrassed. I feel fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and that's it. But it just, it, my point is just that it takes a lot of years and it takes a lot of work and it's fucking, it's fucking hard. It's so hard. So what do you think has changed between your self-portraits at the beginning compared to now? Like uh, either as far as the practice goes or like the doing of it 
or um or seeing yourself in the images or what have yeah. you what has guess, what have you noticed um i've noticed that 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 in the beginning so while i i love that photo and it changed my life and all of that i posted it and it got an extremely big reaction mm. um it was a mix of like some people from high school being like oh cheyenne wants attention whatever um and then I got lots and lots of messages from people thanking me for posting that. And I had written something along the lines of, you know, I love my body, um, and <laughs> even though I didn't want to. <laughs> um, but I got a lot of people thanking me, all women, um, thanking me for posting that. And I realized that, wow, like this is very necessary. And, um, and so anyway, I think for a long time I was posting for that. I was posting for, um, to get, I mean, I have a, I've been a, a, an artist since I was a kid. I was a very good artist and, you know, through therapy, my therapist helped me realize that I use my work as currency for people to like me and love me. <laughs> uh, yes. I yeah. recently just talked to Twyla Jones about this and <sighs> Yeah, I'm like, oh shit. Yes, it is. <laughs> and I, and I'm, don't get me wrong. I mean, to be clear, I think I still do that now. Like, yeah, same. <laughs> an, yeah, it's not an easy thing to just be just, like, oh, it's I, another thing that takes time to undo. Oh, Once you get rid of the body image stuff, there's a whole level. Oh, oh yeah. There's like so much more crap underneath oh, my body God. image that needs to be dealt with. Oh, my God. Like, wait, what? <laughs> Literally. And like, now that I'm like, you know, getting divorced and um there's just so much that's just like ping I'm like oh I you know I thought I, I have a with you <laughs> what was that oh it's like with the thoughts it's like I thought I dealt with you already yes. and it's like no I definitely have it I am like my husband and I were super codependent you know um we were together all the time best friends we still are best friends and we still are together a lot of the time but like you know there's just there's so much and so I would be like, oh, I feel really lonely or whatever. And I'd be like, I'm going to do some self-portraits and post them. Mm -hmm. um, and it felt really good. It felt good for people to be like, Cheyenne, you're so inspiring and blah, 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 blah. Gotcha. And that felt really, really good until it didn't feel really, really good anymore. Um, until I started feeling resentment because what I, you know, what I didn't know at the time was that these are just like, not that they're false connections, but they're not deep connection. I'm not connecting with people really, right? Like I'm posting a photo, I'm saying an inspiring thing and then they're relating to it and they are, you know, they're, they're watching, they're looking, but they're not seeing me, Cheyenne. You know what I mean? So um, that's yeah, you're becoming the like token, like totally. on the pedestal kind of totally. like for somebody, like that's what I, I consider is like, I don't want to be anybody's like fat person that yes. like if something should happen and my body changes, like in any direction, they're going to be like, you, how could you do this yeah. to me? And yeah. it's like, that's not why I'm here. Like, yeah. but it's really so hard. I was experiencing people like DMing me. First of all, they would like dump their heart out up to me, which was fine, but there was no like asking me first. There was no like respect of boundaries. And then when I would respond and say, wow, that sounds really hard. Have you thought about seeking out professional help? They would literally just not answer me <laughs> or they would say, okay, or whatever. 
Uh, and that felt really painful because it did feel very much like I was a like a, a black hole that people were throwing stuff into. And I read every message that I get. I respond and to be, um, I, I just realized in that, in those moments that I'm like, wow, like social media, like, okay, I got to where I wanted to be quote unquote, when I was a, in my early twenties and wanted to be known for boudoir photography and have all these followers. I got there and it did not do matter. Yeah. It didn't do anything. Exactly. It felt horrible actually. And, um, and then it caused like a three year downward spiral of like, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing actually? Because it, because things feel really hard right now and people are watching me, but not seeing me. And, um, you know, I, I really lacked connection in my life and it really was painful. Mm. Um, now I feel a lot better. Now I know my boundaries. I feel comfortable like stating my boundaries. I feel comfortable holding those boundaries. And, um, and I know that what I want, like literally all I want out of my life right now is to be with my son as much as possible and, um, and to have fun. I mean, I, I am, you know, I'm a Capricorn. I'm literally a recovering workaholic and <laughs> I, I <do> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know, you know, um, and it's really hard when like, I'm just surviving right now. And, um, and I'm happy to say that that's like financially, I mean, and I'm like mildly okay with it because I have fun now and I uh, let myself have fun. I have fun making videos and reels. Um, and I have also, I do feel this pressure to like continuously make them. Um, so your post the other day was so wonderful to read when you're like, just do like, do what feels good. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we know these things and we still allow ourselves to spiral out into this abyss like it's so awful um so anyway yeah but that but that that journey makes sense though for you just because of what you said like when you were first starting it's like you realize your body image issues were very externally like they weren't yours you always thought you were beautiful but it was the external so then when you start getting compliments it's still the you're like oh there yes, are people I'm getting what i wanted exactly. okay they they validate what yes. i believe to be true perfect that that's totally. the trick and then it's like oh crap okay uh <laughs> it would so. literally be like I need a pick-me-up I'm gonna take self-portraits and post them like that's how it was for me in my early 20s you know um I, when, I was, <laughs> I wanted. when I was living in Korea that's where I first started taking self-portraits of myself but this was before social media was a thing but yeah. I was I until I read my journals back I was incredibly lonely and yeah. so my self-portraits actually became a really great way for me to heal like to spend time with myself to like just sit in a forest and take a shit ton of photos that probably all looked the same to be honest at the <laughs> time um but like it was just like being with myself that made yeah. a difference but with the loneliness piece to it I remember like mass texting people when I feel really lonely and just hoping to get a response from someone totally. to be like oh I'm also thinking of you um or whatever even though they weren't because they had to wait till a text message came in and like I didn't realize how heavy that loan like how heavy loneliness is um even though you're surrounded by people all the time and there's people mm -hmm. everywhere even if it's online that loneliness is like crushing oh yeah um and which is why it's like the number one thing that causes people to die really early, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. And I, I really, um, relate to that. And 
see, I'm the person who wouldn't text because I would be scared of rejection. Like, like I response. totally, um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I am, even though like my, um, oh, this boy is waking up, even though my <laughs> no divorce and our separation has been so painful and so hard, um, the healing that I'm doing, the friendships that I'm like investing in and putting everything into, um, are, have been so fulfilling and so wonderful and, and like fun. Like I said, um, I feel like I can reach out to those friends and say, Hey, I'm feeling really lonely. Cause I do feel really fucking lonely. Um, oops, my mom's trying to FaceTime. Um, I often like feel very lonely, especially like I still live in the house that we bought together and that, you know, I sleep in the bed we slept in together, all of that stuff. That's really hard. And you know, you're laying in bed and you're like, I'm alone. And then especially when my son goes to his dad's, I'm like, oh my God. It's quiet. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I mean, so, and like I doom scroll on social media because I want connection and I'm like trying to seek it out, even though scrolling doesn't actually do it connect with anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's all so, and the pandemic, like I, we are in a global pandemic for going on how many years now? Yeah, like I'm like it is, and the, the surge that's happening. My birthday's next week, and oh. I had plan. We had plans. Me and my friends had some plans to do some fun stuff, and now it's like, ugh, like we're not gonna risk our lives for Cheyenne's birthday plans, you know? But it's it's so frustrating and it's so lonely, and yeah. Oh my goodness, this boy no worries he sounds so cute well we'll quickly we'll let we'll just finish off really quick here so you can go tend tend to his needs <laughs> um but what is something that you what do you hope for your self-portrait practice going forward like what do you hope to see going forward when you see photos of yourself that you've taken what are you hoping for yeah that's a great question um I'm just hoping to like just really like constantly be grounding in myself and feeling more into myself. Um, I am like, I recently came out as queer, which is, this is like the first like time I'm saying that other to someone other than like my immediate. Oh, well, congratulations. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I have not like announced on my Instagram, not for any other reason, just that like, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but I'm like, learning more about myself sexually and all of that. And so I'm really looking forward to kind of exploring that moving forward. I always considered myself someone who's like, like looks sexy in the, in the sense of like, yeah, I have a, I can look sexy in a pose and whatever, but I am not as a person. I don't embody like sexiness. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so definitely looking forward to exploring that like in photos. Um, yeah that's really awesome well thank you so much for joining me on this little podcast uh i'm excited to see you at body image boot camp i cannot october i know i'm so excited i was supposed to go to palm springs next week and that's not happening because of the surge that's happening in the u.s but uh and here it's happening everywhere but uh it's better to be safe so we can see you in october (laughs) exactly Awesome. Well, have a happy birthday. Uh, yeah. And I hope it's as good as it can be considering it's the pandemic and you are loved by people. 
Thank you. I love you. I love you. Sorry if you, sorry if you can hear my baby crying. We, we like it. It's good. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Talk All to right. you later. Bye. Bye.